our biggest project was at Lucas Oil Stadium. Since they're going to have multiple courts set up, they needed the capability to run multiple scoring and timing systems for each of those courts. So we set up two additional scoring systems in portable racks so that they could run games on each of those courts and essentially could run two games at the same time if, they're ne- if they needed to. Hello and welcome to the Dactronics Experience Podcast. I'm Justin Oxner here with Matt Anderson. Today we're joined by Val Aries and Brandon McRae. They are Dactronics Account Service Managers. We're going to talk about the bubbles that are created for the upcoming college basketball championships in Indiana and Texas, how Dactronics is involved, and more. And we're here today with Val and Brandon. Val, how you doing? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Brandon, how you doing out there? Doing great. You guys? I'm doing good. And Matt and I are in this podcast bunker <laughs> six feet away. Matt, how you doing over there? It's a good day today, Justin. It is always a good day in the podcast bunker. We're talking Mar- March Madness today as well, so it's oh. an even better day. So, And it is March already, so it's pretty exciting. <laughs> yep. Pretty exciting. Um, Val, can you start by telling us a little bit about your job role as an account service manager? Sure thing. So I am the account service manager, and I cover the Great Lakes region. So I help manage the service needs for our customer in, customers in the live events market. So that's a lot of our professional and minor league teams as well as well as college teams in the area. And that includes things like managing those customer relationships, uh, getting them help when they have questions or have issues on their equipment, and then also getting them set up with service agreements to ensure they have a smooth overall customer experience with Dactronics. Well, we always like to call these kind of an origin story, but have you always been in this role at Dactronics or how long have you been with the company? So I have been with Dectronics for about five years. I started with as a control system specialist, and that was helping customers learn how to use our software and get our systems integrated with their show. And I've always pretty much been in event production. You know, I used to work at the University of Dayton before I came to Dectronics. And Brandon, I'm guessing you kind of have a, a similar job role currently, but can you tell us uh, your history with Dectronics as well? Certainly, yes. Yeah, so I started with Dectronics about two years ago. Um, I was in the sales administrative role and then saw there was an opening for uh, account service manager, wanted to see what that was about. So I was lucky enough to uh, get that position. So yeah, I'm uh, you know doing the same thing Val is, but in the uh, South Central region. All right, and today we're talking about, as we alluded to, is one of my favorite topics, which is March Madness, because this is one of my favorite times of the year right now, mm-hmm. um, especially since we got robbed of it last year. So having uh. it back again is going to be really nice. And, and this year is unique, right? We have these these bubbles going on essentially for both the NCAA Division One men's tournament and women's tournament. And we kind of want to talk today about, you know, how these are going to be held. What is Dak Trunks doing to help with the men's tournament being in Indianapolis, the women's tournament being held in Texas? Um, so we brought the both of you on here because, you know, we're, we're providing a lot of help and kind of an overview of these things. So we figured you'd be our are experts on this uh, this event right now? Yeah, experts in the field. There you go. So uh, we can start with you maybe, Val. Uh, if you want to just talk about kind of maybe what's going on uh, with the men's tournament, with who is hosting it, and what how will Dactronics be assisting? Yeah, so sure thing. The men's tournament is being held entirely in Indiana and around the Indianapolis area. We have four Dactronics sites that are hosting events. So Purdue and Indiana are going to be hosting the early round games, and then we have the Indiana Farmers Coliseum, where the Indiana State Fair is hosting events, and then most of the games, including the Final Four, will be held at Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, there's been a lot of prep work going on behind the scenes for the past several weeks. Some of the 
these conversations have started back in January. Um, but we're going to be providing event support with our field engineers for all four sites that where games will be held. And then we will also have our control system specialists for two of those sites at Purdue and Lucas Oil. It took a lot of planning from our field service group with all the games going on at the same time. So they really f had to be creative and had to pull field engineers from other states to make sure that we could get this all covered. But I think everyone in our region is pretty excited that this is going to be held in Indiana. We have a lot of basketball fans in our region and yeah, we're excited to get this going. That's awesome. And even thinking about, I think I read that Lucas Oil Stadium too is unique, right? In the sense, obviously it's an NFL stadium, mm -hmm. but I believe they're going to have, you know, two different courses set up there, right? Yes. Yeah, so our biggest project was at Lucas Oil Stadium. Since they're going to have multiple courts set up, they needed the capability to run multiple scoring and timing systems for each of those courts. So we set up two additional scoring systems in portable racks so that they could run games on each of those courts and essentially could run two games at the same time if, they're, if they needed to. Um, and then you're talking about, in addition, they brought in, they're bringing in all these screens, so we had to figure out how to integrate with those and just how to integrate those into our show control ecosystem. So we pulled this off in about a month and a half. You know, there was a lot of work by our field engineers and by our application engineers, but everything's up and running and we're kind of excited to see it in action. Nice. And then an area we are kind of talking about before the episode today is something that people maybe didn't think about. And I know I didn't until I think a couple of weeks ago when we started talking about this was with all those different teams being in this, in this bubble, right. Of trying to get around to these places in limited capacity when they're connected. Um, where do you practice, right? They're, the practices are all being held uh, where? Practices are going to be at the Indiana Convention Center, and that's right. a good question. So they did turn that into practice courts, and we actually provided 14 portable scoreboards and 14 single-sided shot clocks for those courts. And I think a couple of those are spares, but, yeah, it was a big project to take on for sure. That's a, that's a lot of different equipment <laughs> in a small right. area, right? I mean, they had a lot of coordination to get everything set up with those those venues around the area. And Dactronics is going to have um, some event support at some of those, correct? Just to support the games as they're happening? Yes. Yeah, so all of the games at the Dactronics sites will have event support. Yep. Is there anything they had to do because this is a bubble? I've heard different examples when talking with Dactronics people in the past helping out at, at sports games, right? Since COVID is either... They have to be there a certain amount of time ahead of time. They get scanned when they go in or they have, you know, separate entrances so that they don't go near the athletes. Right. Is there any special precautions that, that you all had to take for this because of that? What we have heard so far is that our technicians are going to be held on a different tier than some of the other staff members. So there will be certain restrictions on where they can go, what parts of the courts that they can access. Um, and there's going to be different testing requirements at each site. I think every, everywhere is going to be unique to the site and we're getting information, you know, as the dates get closer. Yeah, everything's kind of evolving as everything gets closer to happening here in, in the coming weeks. And that's all for the men's tournament. Um, Brandon, can you give us a highlight of what's happening for the women's tournament? I'm guessing it's something very similar, but um, can you go into that from a Dactronics perspective? Yeah, certainly. So um, the first rounds are going to be held at the University of Texas, Texas State, St. Mary's, UT San Antonio, and then Alamo Dome is actually the one that um, will be hosting it. And so we're specifically working with the Alamo Dome and working with them and the NCAA. Uh, we've been working with them for about a, a few weeks since the announcement of the uh, tournament down in Texas was a little later. Um, and so 
the Alamo Dome is actually setting up two courts this year. Um, usually when they host basketball tournaments and whatnot, they only set up one court. Um, so similar to Lucas Oil Stadium, we had to work with them and the NCAA figure out what their needs were going to be. Um, and so the Alamo Dome is actually splitting up their scores tables between the two um, courts. And then we're providing three additional shot clocks um, and then helping build that scoring system set up. Um, and then they'll still be utilizing their center hung and corner displays at the tournament. Um, and so they'll be playing, you know, on their, their north court, they'll play a game. And then right as that one's done, they're going to jump right over to the south court and start that second game. So we needed that second scoring system so they can jump back and forth real quick. And all those sites that you listed, are all of those have some form of Dactronics equipment in those, correct? Correct. Yes, they do. So that's a, a total of what, 64 games there, Matt? Is that, <laughs> yeah. did, did I do the math correct? I'm not good at math, Justin. You're asking a lot of questions. <laughs> Sorry, we'll get we'll get back to something else then. <laughs> is it so? Is it something similar to Brandon of of like what Val was talking about for event support too? Is it that you know I think you mentioned there's there's different uh, field engineers or game. Um, ah, what's where I'm looking for, Justin? A uh, game day support. Yeah, game day support, event <laughs> game day support or event production. We're doing it all for these. Yeah, so we're actually not providing event support for uh, University of Texas, Texas State. St. Mary's or UT San Antonio, um, you know, they're just playing on their normal courts and they've been playing all year long. So they weren't um, in need of event support. But since the Alamo Dome, um, you know, is adding that second court, they're going to have games later in the um, in the tournament. They uh, requested event support actually for just the first two days. So, you know, we're going to be there. We're going to help set everything up and then we'll be there for those first two days of games. Um, but the Alamo Dome, they're actually very handy. Um, we worked a lot with them in the past, but they're able to troubleshoot a lot themselves. Um, and so they just requested that event support for the first two days of games. So we're going to be on site as kind of a, a safety net. You said you're going to help set everything up and kind of make sure it's running correctly, but we'll just kind of be hanging out to make sure that things are running smooth. Or is there any additional things that we will be doing for those first couple days? Yeah, yeah, you hit it right on the nail there. Um, pretty much just get everything set up. I think we're actually, we're going to be on site on Monday to start that, um, get everything set up. So we'll be there this week, get the shot clocks all put in place, get the scores tables. Cause I believe they're putting the court down here soon. Um, and then those first two days of games where, you know, we'll show up early, probably about two hours ahead of time, turn everything on, make sure the equipment's working as it should. And then we'll be on site um, just for those, like I said, those first two days and kind of work out the kinks if uh, there are any. And I'm thinking I'm going to start uh, here with you, Brandon, and then come to Val. But I'm just wondering, you know, you, you mentioned you're kind of, I don't know, newer to this role right now. Is this kind of one of the more, it's got to be one of the more unique projects you've worked on, right? Yeah, for sure. Like I said, I've only been in the role for about a year and a half. So this has been really exciting for me to jump in, you know, feet first and, uh, and try and figure everything out, make sure the Alamo Dome and the rest of these sites have uh, successful games and successful tournament. So do you get to hang around and actually watch the games? Will you be able to kind of enjoy yourself a little bit while you're working? Unfortunately not. Um, I am actually based in Brookings along with you guys, so oh. not able to uh, travel down there and enjoy. I really wish I could. Um, <laughs> that would be an awesome experience, but unfortunately no. And I got to think it's, and I'll maybe ask this question to Val too, but it's, I've heard from different Dactronics personnel before, especially when they're in services, when you're watching the game, you're you're watching with a little more careful eye than maybe the rest of the public is. Yeah, I, I'll definitely try and watch uh, a few of these games, especially you know when we get into the later rounds and 
and yeah, you're kind of looking at the scoreboards and like, okay, hopefully don't see a mod out here or start having issues. You start freaking out a little bit, that's for sure. Yeah, and then we even know that sometimes uh, event producers say it's it's exciting to be at those games and working those games, but you are working yeah. the entire time. And yeah. we've we've talked to some others that said, you know, it's actually a lot less stressful if I just get to sit back and uh, enjoy the event instead of actually work it while. Um, he can, the, the people we've talked to have said that after they've worked it. So they've mm -hmm. gotten to experience it from that working <laughs> side. So they understand the, the relaxed and, um, more, uh, enjoying fan side after getting to work some of those events. Yeah, for sure. And I'm thinking Val, uh, come back to you. You were a control system specialist, uh, before this role. So you got to have some amount of, uh, I don't know, like tough skin, right. To be able to go into this. Cause you probably had a lot of pressure and different things when you were a control room specialist. How does how does being an ASM uh, compare to that? Yeah, it's definitely different being on the other side of it and not actually working the games and not um, being being right on site. It's different watching it and kind of like Brandon was saying, it is a little bit stressful. I know that we have our the best field engineers and best control system specialists working the games and they're going to do a great job, but it's definitely a little different not, not being in there in the action. So you're not going to be there this year either. You're not going to get to see some of the action in front of you. You'll be you'll be at home. Yeah, like Brandon said, I uh, will be watching from home and just hoping everything goes well. I got to think, is it, are you going to be more comfortable than this? I'm trying to think of how to word this question, Justin, so Good bear luck. with me. Um, but right, so it's either you're going to be staring at the computers, like you said, or the TV monitors, just like Brandon was saying, hopefully nothing goes wrong. You're kind of watching the boards and everything. Um, are you of the mindset that it's more stressful like that, or would you rather be there hands-on trying to figure out what's going on? That's a good question. I definitely like being there in the action. You now I have some experience working the first four when when it was held in Dayton. Um, so definitely like being in there. The action it's 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 exciting, getting to watch everything and trying to figure things out as they go. But it's also going to be nice, I think, just just watching it from afar. Definitely a lot more adrenaline when you're on site, right? Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I mean, Matt's got some um, experience with that from his days of fixing a shot clock <laughs> once it got unplugged. So he understands a little bit of what it's like especially when he was an intern when that happened well it's, it's also one of those things too and i'm imagining you two probably won't be by yourselves watching the game but i hear this when i go to events with friends mm -hmm. i think we've called it the, the dactronics curse is when you're probably you're staring at the displays and you're like oh is that what happened there or is what's the refresh rate going here what millimeter pitch is that and then everyone around you who doesn't work at dactronics tells you to stop talking like that <laughs> because you're the only one in the room that cares like i was wondering if you guys think you're gonna be in similar situations you can be a friends watching games and go oh shoot i gotta i guess talk to someone else about this right now oh that'll that'll definitely happen um like you said when you work for Dactronics, that's just what you do. Whenever you drive by a billboard and you look at the LEDs, it's like, okay, is there a mod out? Yeah. Uh, same thing when you're watching it on TV. I'm definitely always looking at the boards to see if uh, anything's going wrong because that's, you know, as an ASM, that's that's part of our job to to manage that. So kind of always stuck in the back of your head. Yeah, we definitely watch games with a with a different lens now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And speaking of a different lens, do you do you put your brackets together different too, and, and say, "Oh, this one's my customer. I'm gonna bump them up," or or do you do you guys not put brackets together? So I do. I'm huge into the brackets. I that's like Matt was saying, it's my favorite time of year. So I've been watching some of the the uh, conference tournament games. You know, looking at scores on ESPN.com and uh, starting to think about it. But 
you know, sometimes I uh, I will look at a team like, oh, yeah, this is a customer. We'll push them ahead. <laughs> I, I do that as well. And being a Purdue alumni, I always I always put them pretty high in my bracket. So looking looking forward to doing the same thing this year. Rightfully so. You got to have some school spirit, right? Yep. And I'm thinking it's it's great now just because I think people are starving for sports, right? But I mean, the, the NFL pulled off the year. Everything happened good. We, we were just talking about baseball the other day, about baseball starting up this right. year. Um, looks like the Texas Rangers might have 100% capacity in their stadium. But there's still just something about March Madness to me right now. Even, I think you mentioned, Brandon, the conference tournaments at, at this time are going on right now. And just already there's been some tipping at a buzzers to win a mm-hmm. game, to advance, and it's having all that back again just really makes me just l- – realize how much I missed sports last year when all this happens. Yeah, for sure. Um, just, you know, looking forward to these games. It's uh, those first round of games when you're able to just have a, a second screen next to you and you're watching games while you work. It's uh, can't, can't miss it. Yeah, it's one of those feelings that I think everybody's kind of a little excited for. You watched, the, you, you mentioned the tip in to win the game, Matt, and that got me thinking last second shots, buzzer beaters. It's yep. that time of year you get that kind of that adrenaline in you excited for, for these events. And this year's even more so with Dactronics with all the, the venues that are supporting the games this year. I mean, two of the biggest bubbles that have ever been ever. attempted. I mean, <laughs> we're looking at what, 64, 68 teams at each bubble. That's, that's a lot of, lot of teams, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of bodies. So uh, we're hoping everything goes well. And we've got a lot of uh, support going on there with our equipment and people on site for, for some of those games. So I wanted to thank you both for coming on to talk to us about March Madness today and, and uh, the Dactronics perspective of that. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dactronics Experience Podcast. Please subscribe at your favorite place to listen to podcasts to keep up with our latest episodes.